Hi, I'm Jason Schwimmer, and this is a podcast about my journey to meet seven male strangers who all have one thing in common with me. We all played the voice of DW, the little sister character on the popular kids show, Arthur. play today? That's me, in an episode called DW Bossy Boots. An episode where DW's friends don't want to play with her anymore because she always wants things her way, and she learns the importance of listening to others. The episode aired in May 2006. Last week, I spoke with Bruce Dinsmore, the voice of Binky, Arthur and DW's father, David Reed, and Bailey, Muffy's butler. I also spoke with Jake Beal, the fifth person who played the voice of DW on Arthur. This podcast is all about my mission to find all the male voice actors who played DW. I want to hear about what the experience was like for them, and to find out if playing DW changed their lives as much as it did mine. It's really interesting to hear all the stories about how they sort of ended up in, uh, in Arthur or in voice work, period. Because I think my story about getting into this is a little unconventional as well. <laughs> so, so I find it, I just find it really interesting to listen to people's backstories and how they sort of got into the industry and whether they stayed in the industry or they didn't, you know, that's interesting too. That's Jessica Cardos, one of the actors who played Sue Ellen on Arthur. So and you, you were talking last week about having that line, that line that you pull out when people say, so I have one of those too, and my line was always, Thanks, Francine. You're a real friend. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's so fun because it's like, I, I don't have a, a nice way of asking this, but I'm just so curious. Like, you tell people that you work on Arthur. Do a lot of people know Sue Ellen or recognize the character? Most of the time. I mean, at, at first, a lot of the time, they're sort of like, oh, who is that again? But if I show them a picture, they know who it is. Because she's kind of like a secondary character. She's not in every episode. And I usually did like a handful of episodes every season. Um, yeah, visually, they usually know who she is, though. I imagine that must be your experience, like that you have to do that all the time. Yeah. They're like, oh, is it, is it the monkey? Is it the... And I'm like, no, no, no. She's a cat. She has red hair. <laughs> Wait, I'll show you. <laughs> I was going to ask if you knew she, if, what animal she was, because I didn't know she was a cat. Yeah, she's a cat. <laughs> I don't think there are many characters on the show that that are cats no there seem to be a lot of bunnies yep and aardvarks and monkeys i think those are like the the main ones i think there's also like ambiguous like people with ears and tufts of fur ears <laughs> i'm not sure what they are i was yeah i was exactly. watching one today and there's a character named jenna who has bear-like ears but she's uh -huh, gray uh -huh. so i'm uh -huh. kind of not sure what she is maybe she's a mouse? I'm a not koala. sure. A koala, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I was on a podcast called The Concession Stand, and when they tweeted out a link to our episode, Jessica replied to that tweet. And I that's why I asked you about Oliver Granger, because you were like, oh, my, my podcast is about meeting all of the past voices of DW. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like DW, Sue Ellen is a character that has been played by more than one actor, except unlike DW, who has been played by eight people. Sue Ellen has only been played by one other person before Jessica got the role. I asked her about what happened when she auditioned to try and voice match the former voice actor who played Sue Ellen. 
That's when she told me, I think around the same time I might have been one of those random, like, let's have a girl audition for, I don't remember if it was DW or Arthur, but I remember auditioning for another character at the same time. It was like they, they had me read for this character at the same time as I was reading for Sue Ellen. Um, and it didn't work out clearly, but it did work out for Sue Ellen, uh, which was super exciting. I remember I knew that I was auditioning for her and I remember like watching, I think it was the Sue Ellen. There's an episode where she's playing this virtual goose game. And so I was listening to it over and over and trying to like mimic her lines because I don't know, that's what you got to do with uh, with voice match. And uh that was like really early on in my career too. So I was super excited because I already knew a lot of people who were on the show. I completely understand that she doesn't remember whether she auditioned to play DW or not. After all. Like today going and watching back episodes just sort of refresh my memory. There are episodes that I was like, I don't remember doing this episode, but it's clearly my voice. It's funny. I feel the same way. Like I, I've watched way more Arthur now than I have, than I did when I was the age probably the target age because I was on the show and going back and watching episodes now I, I I know it's my voice like objectively it is my voice my name's in the credits but I have no memory of doing the episodes so the interesting thing about where I'm at in the show now is these are the sort of the sorts of questions that I've come up against in terms of even the feedback I'm receiving uh from the show is just um you know the idea that here's this you know character that a lot of women really responded to uh, played exclusively by male voice actors. And that dichotomy is is definitely something I, I hope to explore further. I mean, um, were you in some way disappointed that you were playing a character like Sue Ellen, who is a character who gets ton of screen time and, and even episodes about just about her, where she's the, the principal, like, you know, the lead of the episode, but maybe not as well known as DW? I think I was disappointed. I was just, I was really happy to to have gotten a, you know, a larger role than what I had done up until that point. And I think that was, I think that was like my first really big role in voice, like a, a reoccurring character on a series. So for me, that was just like, ah, oh, this is amazing, you know. And uh, I like her character. I feel like she's, she's pretty, generally pretty down to earth when you compare her to someone like Muffy, for example. She's uh, she seems to be very sort of like diplomatic and she's always about fairness and justice. And uh, um, she's I mean, um, when Deborah's directing often there, she's trying to sort of pull out that sweet side of Sue Ellen. But she's not just the sweet girl because she's like, you know, she's always about fighting for a cause. And um, there's been a few episodes where she was like fighting to save the library. Or I think I watched one today where she was fighting for Mrs. McGrady to have help in the cafeteria because, you know, she was overworked and uh, which which makes her also a pretty interesting, I guess, in a way, a, a bit of a role model for for girls watching the show, which is cool. Jessica wears a lot of different hats in show business. Other than her ongoing experiences as a voice actor, she started in musical theater, has worked in film production, in 3D animation, special effects, and even in video games. And whether or not you remember Sue Ellen from Arthur, for Jessica... It's like the one thing that people recognize when people say, oh, you're a voice actor, what have you done? It's like, I know if I mention Arthur, that's the one thing people will will recognize, will know. And, and a lot of people uh, who either... I, watched it as a kid who were like, oh, no way. They're super, really surprised. Or even 
like uh, I was at a barbecue with my family last week and one of my cousins has kids who are like five, six who are watching Arthur. They're like, do you know this is the lady who's the voice of Sue Ellen I told you about? And it's just so funny because the kids are like, they, they don't really comprehend that there's a person behind that character. So yeah, it's definitely something that I kind of hold at the top of my, everything that I've done. It's, it's way up there for me, for sure. Which I think speaks to the power of Arthur. That's the power of this show. You know, the more the more time that I spend working on this podcast and the fluke that it like it was announced that the show's ending while I'm doing this podcast. It, like, it's crazy actually how much I find the internet is just sort of blown up in the last week or so with this news. It's Twitter and it's in my Google news feed every morning. I swear there's an article about uh, about Arthur. I told Jessica what I've said on this podcast before that I used to keep the fact that I was the voice of DW a secret, but that through working on this podcast, I keep engaging and interacting with just like, there are these super fans of, of Arthur and of animation and of voice acting. And it's a world I had really not tapped into because for so long I wasn't talking about, hey, I was the voice of DW. I mean, is it, some, is it something that people are aware of in your production roles that, hey, I was also a voice actor. Not only that, I was on a show as big as Arthur. They well, a lot of people do. This is sort of where I've gotten in my production job and life now um, is kind of cool. And there are a lot of people who know this now because I I work at an animation studio. Um, and generally, when we when we're working on uh, like internally developed IPs, all the scratch is done by me and the editor because I'm like the only voice actor that works there. So everybody knows, everybody knows that I'm a voice actor. And if they often they'll look me up, they hear, oh, oh, you really do this. Like you're not just doing this for our films. Um, and then they'll look me up and go, oh my God, you were on Arthur. And that's <laughs> like, it always comes out at some point. And you know who might also know a thing or two about that excitement we all feel when we find out someone was the voice of a character we know and love? Christian Stefano, the seventh person who played the voice of DW on Arthur. But before we get into that, here's a word from our sponsors. Finding DW is independently produced by me, Jason Schwimmer. If you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is by checking out my Patreon. Supporters like you help me spend more time doing what I love, creating this podcast for you to enjoy. Plus, when you support this podcast, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus podcast episodes that feature full-length interviews with each person who appears on my show. Head to patreon.com forward slash finding DW. That's F-I-N-D-I-N-G-D-W. No punctuation. There's also a link in the episode notes. Thank you very much. And now, back to the show. Have you listened to episode five of this podcast? Well... I mentioned that one of the ways I've been tracking down the voice actors who played DW is through my 30-day trial of IMDB Pro. With that, you can see everyone's agent and manager. So I reached out to his agent, and sure enough, Christian agreed to come on the show. This is what he sounded like as the voice of DW. Hey, this isn't one of those funny candles that won't blow out, is it? I hate those. And here's what he sounds like now. 
My name is Christian Stefano, and I was the seventh person to play DW. I had the part from seasons 20 to 21, from 2016 to 2017. I first became aware of Christian from a viral tweet in 2017. The tweet featured a clip from a behind-the-scenes video all about the production of an Arthur episode. The video featured short talking head interviews with some of the cast members from Arthur, including a young Christian. This is the clip. How am I like DW? When she's happy, she's like this cute little sister, and I'm not, I'm not really sure if she likes basketball, but ball is life for me. I thought that was going to get brought up. <laughs> did you why because that that was just like a it was such a so random clip to go viral now um because i did that interview back when i was doing dw back in 2016 2017 now it's 2021 and this random clip of me just gets 900,000 views on twitter <laughs> and it's the funniest yeah. thing ever too so you're not, are you, what's your relationship like when you watch something like that? Cause that's not like, I imagine it's different than watching yourself act or hearing yourself act to see yourself as a kid. Totally. I imagine it was very, you know, honest and like, it, did you feel like kind of vulnerable about seeing yourself kind of just going like, I don't know if DW likes basketball. Yeah, that I, I, I look back at that and I'm just like, what, what are you even saying? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> And I think, and I think that's why it went viral to be honest. Yeah. It's so, you know what, like, it's such a man, like I think about myself when I was doing it and I was so like outgoing and unfiltered and the fact, and like the fact that no one had a camera on me when I was doing the voice, like, I'm sure I would have had a clip like that too. 100%. Like it makes total sense. I think we're all like that. Yeah. Cause there's like a degree of, um, just being an outgoing kid, right? And you're not really overthinking what you're saying. So they said, hey, are you like DW at all? I'm like, what else are you going to say? You're just speaking your truth. Um, right. Do you get teased at all for that for that clip? Just out of curiosity? Um, on, uh, on the comments on that clip, there was a few people saying like, what is this kid saying? And then, <laughs> and then, the, then you had people that were just like, this kid's so funny. He's just having a good time. He's just being a kid. Good. Okay. I'm glad there's at least some of that because that when I watched the clip, that's what I thought. In a way, that clip actually inspired this entire podcast. I remember seeing it and thinking, wow, I would love to talk to him about his experience playing DW. And now here we are. Crazy. I told Christian all about that and about how surreal it was to finally be talking to him. If I wasn't a DW and I wasn't on this, because I still watched Arthur and I really enjoyed the show. I think um, if I heard about this, I probably would listen to this podcast because I think it's really cool. And um, me being on other voiceover shows, I would want to hear about this because I would think it'd be really cool to hear what all the actors would have to say about their time on a popular show like Arthur. Uh, can you tell me how you got into the business? Um, I actually started off before I did um, acting. I started off, I did a little bit of modeling. So um, when I was five, I did modeling for about a year. And then I stopped because uh, it wasn't really for me. And then, but, but I really liked the creative side of things. So then 
my dad put me into acting classes and then I really enjoyed that. And then I did a few short films. And then when I was six, I had my first ever voiceover audition. It was for Paw Patrol. So it was for the role of Alex and um, my first ever voiceover audition, I booked it. And then for the next couple years, for the next five seasons, I was Alex on Paw Patrol. And that really, really kickstarted my acting career. I asked Christian if he even remembers a time before he was an actor. And he told me about going on family vacations or just normal kid stuff. But once he landed Paw Patrol, he was fully immersed in the acting world. So I asked him about how he got cast on Arthur. Funny thing, I was on Arthur before as a one-off character. Um, it, it was just a one little episodic thing. And then um, I guess Deb, who was the director, was she still the director for you? Yeah, yeah, she was. I have spoken okay. to Deb for this too. Right, right on. Yeah, she's I haven't awesome. talked to her in a bit. Um, she told me that she was listening to Arthur on the TV and then she was just like, because I knew her before, um, this sounds like this could be Christian on the TV. So then she, uh, she reached out to my agent and then I was asked to audition for DW and then I went in and then I did my audition and I was really excited about it because um, she really hyped me up for it, I guess. And then it, it all worked out, and then I booked it. Okay, so I looked into it, and Christian wasn't just any one-off character before auditioning to play DW. He played the role of James, one of DW's classmates, and the same character, Robert Naylor, the DW I interviewed back in episode 5, played before he got cast as DW too weird. Anyway, I wanted to know if Christian felt uncomfortable about playing the voice of a girl. No, because I was told that DW has always been played by a boy. So I kind of just went with it that that was normal. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, did you experience any sort of like negative attention, like bullying or anything like that? Um, no, I, I never did. People used to be like, oh, but DW is a girl. And then I just tell them it's always been played by a boy. And they're like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> and that was that. And it was that. So how did it go for you? The level of attention was really overwhelming. Like I, I, uh, I found I would get like swarmed in the halls when I was in like junior high equivalent by uh by older kids who would be like oh this is the dw kid like you gotta do the voice like do the voice oh and i had like a yeah. go-to line of in dw's voice that i would just say and definitely experience some bullying as well does any of that resonate just the like being chased down like having a line like doing the like can you do the voice christian oh my yes. god like did that happen yes that happened that happened to me so many times with dw so it's just like you're being put on the spot and as a young kid it's, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Did you ever find, like, did you ever experience sort of what I described in terms of like, you know, a level of attention where, you know, it kind of felt like inappropriate or overwhelming, like maybe. I wouldn't say it was um, overwhelming. There's, there's a lot of people that would come up to me and, and, um, and be like, oh, 
did you were you really on Paw Patrol? Are you the kid from Paw Patrol? Did you really do Arthur? And then I, I would just be like, yeah. And then they would be like, oh, that's so cool. And then what's funny is they would ask me right away, how much money did you make? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not allowed to disclose that information. Wow. <laughs> did you really use the word disclose? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> now, one of the reasons I was particularly interested in speaking with Christian was his clear passion for making music, something he's been doing since he was a little kid, since he was the voice of DW, too. Here's a clip from his cover of Closer by The Chainsmokers called Pre-Teen Baller. So watch me put up 30 like the number of Steph Curry hitting threes from everywhere. Tell me how you got into that. Um, I started vocal lessons at um, the local music school when I was six. I started off just doing uh, covers. I did a cover of Pray by Justin Bieber when I was six. I did it for a charity called Project Share in my city. When I got to about 13, I started listening to hip hop, more upbeat pop, stuff like that. And um, this was all me on my own. This is what I wanted to do because all my life I wanted to be an actor slash singer. During my conversation with Christian, over and over, I just found myself thinking people really react to playing DW in different ways. For me, it meant getting to perform after school, which I really enjoyed, but it also meant that I attracted a lot of negative attention for playing a girl on TV. Over time, I became really careful to edit myself because I was really conscious of only trying to express myself or be creative in ways where I was safe from rejection and ridicule. But Christian is fearless. Ball really is life for him, and he is unapologetic about it. He's more courageous than I ever was, and I realize looking at it from where I am in my life now, I'm jealous. These days, he writes his own songs and lyrics, and I asked him to tell me about writing lyrics because where do your ideas for lyrics even come from when you're like 13, for example? When I was 13, it was sort of like, um, I kind of just wrote about like what I wanted in life, what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, because at 13, that's all I thought about. But I did also write songs about awareness. Um, I wrote a song called All of Humanity. And it's about um, racial profiling and social injustice and stuff like that. So there's that side of my music too. I, of course, understand the confidence that, you know, having been a voice actor on the super famous thing gives you. What I don't understand is the impulse to go like, like, screw that. I'm just going to make music and like do this because it seems very genuine even from talking to you. And I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to ask it as a question, but I just find it so like at the same time confusing, but also like very inspiring. And if some people clown on me, that's okay because um, other people will show love. And those are the people that I'm going to make music for. It's a funny thing speaking with Christian. In a way, I completely understand the way he's thinking about his life and about the ways in which he expresses his creativity because of our shared experience of having played DW. Except 
I also see that there are just enough differences between us, and I wonder why that is. He's way closer to the experience of having played DW than I am. I never in a million years thought that I would still be thinking about my experience as DW at this point in my life. I asked Christian, does the idea that having played DW, that that fact will probably stay for you with you for a really long time, does that scare you? Um, it doesn't scare me. And I do totally agree that I think it would stay with me for a very long time, but it doesn't scare me. It, it's like, it's a way people can relate to me because most people probably grew up on watching Arthur. It's a very, very, very popular show. Um, and the idea that I once played DW I think will stick with me for maybe the rest of my life. I think it could possibly open doors. What do you, how do you think it could um, open doors for you? People will just look at you if they don't know what you've done and just see you as a, a regular person. But as soon as you, as soon as they know that you've been DW or been any other character on a show that they used to watch, they're just like, wow, okay, I, I know who you are now. And I don't think it matters if you're 13 or if you're 30. Like, do you care if the reason why someone comes to your music is because you were DW? The way I look at it, and this is a good quote from one of my favorite movies, Straight Outta Compton. All publicity is good publicity. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Fair enough. <laughs> So if someone comes to my page because I'm DW and then they end up liking my music too, I'm happy. Are you proud that you were DW? Yes. Did playing DW change you? Um, I'm going to have to say no. I don't think it changed me. I think I still, I'm still that same carefree I'm sort of carefree kid that uh doesn't doesn't care what the haters have to say um and I brought that into my DW role too because DW doesn't care what people have to say for this next part it's important that you know that Christian's music artist name <laughs> music artist name <clears throat> For this next part, it's important that you know that Christian raps under the name C-Dot. And I asked, how do I get more of this, this C-Dot energy into my life? Dude, <laughs> you just got to be like, you know what? I appreciate all the people that show me love, all the people that admire me, aspire, aspire me, or how, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. And the people that are just like hating, it's probably because they're jealous or they don't have anything else better to do. Because really, what's what's the point of hating? If you don't like something someone did, just go on with your day. Who cares, really? Because it doesn't really affect their life. So I guess in a way, you know, ball really is life for you. Ball really is life. That's how it is. <laughs> I'm so sorry for making you say that. Oh, no, it's good. <laughs> Returning to Jessica, 
in your last episode when Bruce mentioned meeting Mark Brown, um, I also got that oppor- opportunity. And that, that's when I learned that the character was based on on a girl he had a crush on in school, apparently, which I was like, oh, that's so cute. I had no idea. Because <laughs> that lines up so perfectly with how um, how Arthur has a crush on Sue Ellen in the books. And, and there's the episode where Sue Ellen uh, loses her diary and the other characters decide not to read the diary, but in it, it's sort of hinted at that Sue Ellen uh, mentions that she has a crush on Arthur. Again, I find myself going back to how much good has come from Mark Brown's creativity. Arthur has given me so much and I feel like in a way I'm like trying to give something back to Arthur. Does that make sense? Like Arthur did so much to my life. Your timing is is perfect in a way, you know? After speaking to Jessica, I think I have an even better understanding of why playing DW affected me so much. Jessica got into voice acting starting around the age of 20, so I think the experience seemed less monumental overall. She was already an adult person with life experience and career aspirations. I, on the other hand, came into the role of DW at a time before I really had a firm idea of who I was and what I wanted out of life. I was still developing into the person I am now, and the entire experience from the fun I had doing the actual acting part to the overwhelming negative attention I sometimes attracted all played a part in shaping me. I wonder what I would be like if instead of having played DW starting at the age of 10, I had played a different part on the show and did so in my 20s. Instead of being the crux of an existential crisis, would my time on the show Arthur just be a fun story to tell at parties? I really appreciate how open Jessica was, and I think it was very important for me to hear what her experience was like on Arthur. Plus, I can't believe that Sue Ellen was inspired by a girl Mark Brown had a crush on when he was a kid. I'd never heard that before, and I think I need to add that to the list of things I want to ask him if I ever get the chance to talk to him. Also, I'm starting to wonder if Arthur is based on Mark. I don't know. There could be something there. Anyway, thank you for talking with me and for sharing your story, Jessica. Speaking with Christian was the perfect combination of challenging and inspiring, because After learning more about how playing DW inflated my ego and gave me confidence in myself as a creative person, I also see now that everyone really does react to playing DW differently. Not just us guys who played her, but the people around us too. Through speaking with Christian, I see the contrasts in our experiences more clearly. Through some combination of external validation from his peers and internal self-confidence, his time as DW was more of a springboard towards becoming the artist he wants to be. And as for me, well, I think that because mine and Christian's experiences were so different, I still have some unpacking to do before I can completely understand how the experience of playing DW changed me. One thing's for sure though, the work I still need to do wouldn't seem as clear without having learned from the people I've spoken to so far. So Christian, thanks for your original point of view. Ball is life. And I say, that's where we'll end things today. Things are moving pretty quickly around here, and I'm very excited for where this podcast and I are heading next. I've got a few more DWs to go, plus some new pieces of this story that I can't wait to get into some more. So, 
Stay following or subscribed to Finding DW because I'm telling you, I can't even believe what's coming up. I don't want to give anything away, so I'll leave it there. All right, thanks for listening. This podcast was made possible in part from contributions through Patreon from listeners like you. Thank you, Blendy, Quinton Reviews, Sam Brodaddy, and Alex. Next time on Finding DW. Hi, my name is Ethan Bujoto, and I was the eighth and potentially last person to play DW on Arthur. I got the part for season 22 of the show in 2019. Did it feel funny stepping into something where you'd be playing a girl? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously it was a little bit uh, mind-blowing.